You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we delve deep into the the wife-sharing lifestyle, which is comprised of hot-wifing, stag-vixen, cuckolding, and my goal is to separate fact from fiction. And today I have with me a, a, a lovely couple, a couple who I've had the, the, the pleasure of meeting and having dinner with. Um, they are an evolving couple, and they are D and C. Won't you guys say hi? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. And he is D and she is C so that that everybody can can follow along first of all i want to thank you guys for for coming on and and you know agreeing to to share your story with my with my listeners it's greatly appreciated and hopefully you know people will be you know entertained and enlightened and enthralled by you know by your story so where i like to start i'm going to start with you d first of all because i got in trouble for this last time um how old are you both just so that my listeners can get an idea. I'm 55. And I am 41 this year. Okay. All right. So the question that I have for you, D, is can you tell me about the very first time you saw her? Um, yeah. Um, we uh, decided, to, I decided to go on a bus trip. I was newly separated. Um, went on a bus trip with friends to New York City out of the uh, bar that I used to go to all the time. And a friend of uh, mine was friends with her, actually worked with her. And uh, she basically said, listen, since everybody's coupled on the bus, we're going to have you guys sit together and you guys will be husband and wife for the day, joking around. And uh, that was the first time I met you're already (laughs) making my editing job harder d (laughs) oh my god no don't worry about it don't worry about it. it happens all the time don't worry about it um so now that first time you saw her did you pursue anything or did you just say hey we had fun today let's keep in touch or did you start sowing the seeds that day um honestly you know, we had a great time. We were on a, a bus trip, you know, for three hours up there. Uh, we walked around New York City with our friends. It was an amazing day. Um, she was um, very, uh, she spent a lot of attention towards me, which I just felt she, you know, being nice. Mm-hmm. And um, and three hours back. And on the way back, yeah, I I kind of got an idea that I had, you know, really liked this girl. I mean, not to to the extent that it turned out. But, you know, when you come out of a a relationship like I did, you don't know if that's just something that, you know, you're making up in your head, especially when someone's so much younger than you are. Um, And then like two days later, or actually I think it was the next day later, this is back in the day of the Nextel. um, You started Nextelling me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very pleasantly shocked. 
Okay. Now, just to, for the sake of my listeners, how old were you at this time during this bus trip? I was 40. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let them do the math on the, on the other part. <laughs> and, I was 25. <laughs> okay. And for you, C, what do you remember about that first meeting? Uh, same thing, just totally unexpected, kind of from left field, just had this, um, a really amazing connection with someone. Uh, I was also in a relationship that was very broken and I just didn't have the self worth to think that I deserved better. I was in a really bad place mentally. Um, and you know, this man that I just met and, spent one day with made me feel in a way that the person I was with for six years at home was not making me feel. So there was an instant something there that was undeniable for sure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. How long after this bus trip did you guys get engaged? Like how long was that courtship period? Oh, that was about five, five or six years. Okay, so you put in some time. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. I, I was going to make sure that it was right for a second time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you met, then five or six years later, you guys get engaged. Did you get married right away, or was it a lengthy engagement? Um, I think it was uh, a year. A year. It was. It was a year. Okay, so probably about six or seven years after you, after that bus trip, you guys get married. Yes. Okay. And you've been married now for how long? Almost 10 Ten years. years. Okay. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Okay. So, you know, I know from talking to you guys before, your transition into this lifestyle began with, I guess it sounds crazy to say it, but traditional swinging. Um, was like, who brought that up first? Um, I think it was, it was by accident. We, we had friends and we were, we were looking for a fun bar or a club to go out to. And we kept seeing this place that, you know, kept advertising leather and lace or all kinds of crazy events. And we decided we wanted to check it out. Um, you know, unbeknownst to us that it was a lifestyle, like a, a meet and greet place that they had every Saturday night. Um, so uh, we found out pretty quick, though, when we got there. <laughs> now, okay, so you, so basically, you wound up at a at a meet and greet. So there's basically a, a bunch of other couples in there. Um, was there anybody there that you knew, or you guys went there like when you walked through the door, you didn't know anybody? No, we didn't know anybody. Okay, how long did it take you before you realized that okay, this is not a regular Friday or Saturday night at a regular bar? Like, how long did it take? <laughs> before you realize that? Um, not long, no. because within 15 minutes, I was surrounded by... <laughs> Damn it, D! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Terrible. <laughs> continue, continue. <laughs> it was so... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Continue. She was surrounded by a bunch of people very quickly. Of course. Of course. I've seen her. Um, and um, 
you know, uh, within, I would say, a half an hour, we figured out what it was. I mean, it's not like we didn't know, uh, you know, haven't heard about it before. Right, but, right. But it's one thing yeah. to hear about it, and it's another thing to actually find yourself, like, around them, you know. Correct, correct. So you're in this bar. It's a meet and greet going on. There's couples flirting all over the place. You know, uh, C is getting all of this attention. Did you like the idea right away? Was there any moment of being uncomfortable or did it, or did things click for you guys right away? Um, no, uh, I mean, I liked, I liked the attention. We had a great time. Um, we ended up actually going home um, with a couple. And I will say that, you know, once we got there, um, I felt very uncomfortable. Okay. So, and again, I just want to clarify for my listeners. So you're there for the first time. She's getting attention. Now, when you're in this type of environment, there's no misunderstanding the attention. Like these people want to fuck, (laughs) you know, in other words, there's nothing subtle about it. You know, I've been to meet and greets, you know, they're not inviting you home for s'mores, you know? Oh yeah. So, okay. So you, obviously you, you connect with the couple and they invite you back to their place. So I'm curious, what was the conversation between you two prior to agreeing to go back to this couple's place? I think it was one of excitement but nervousness you know i don't think that we real we knew what we were getting into but didn't really know what to expect and i'm sorry i forgot to ask this question how long had you been married when this happened or was this before you got married it's before we got married okay so how long had you been dating when this happened like how many um, I years would say probably a year or two okay so this was pretty early into you guys being together yes okay so at this point, you're just kind of going with the flow. You get back to their place. When did you start to feel uncomfortable? Once, uh, you know, sex started to happen and I, you know, saw they both the, the husband and wife kind of went at, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> the husband and wife went at sea right away. and. I was kind of left looking in and quite honestly, first time I was nervous. I probably wasn't going to function very well. Right. Uh, so at that point I just started to second guess myself and thinking, you know, what did I do? Maybe this wasn't a great, you know, uh, decision. Um, which is why I think that, you know, when you start out, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it takes a couple of times before you figure it all out. You right. know, like people, I think some people think that, well, you know, the first time you're going to jump into it, everything's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And, you know, and, and you're off from there. But it, it's not always like that. I think for a lot of people, it starts out that way. Okay. So, C, let me ask you from your perspective, did you feel uncomfortable at all? I will be 100% honest and say that I had too much to drink on our first encounter in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And 
So my judgment was probably blurred a little and my inhibitions, um, you know, a little looser and it was, you know, I, I probably had to have that extra drink just to say, okay, we're going to do this. Like, let me have one more. (laughs) So, So I was really, you know, I was, I were not that I was like blacked out or anything. I remember it very much, but I also remember really trying too much to make it a fun, sexy thing where I could tell he was uncomfortable. He wasn't really involved. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as much fun as we thought it would be that first time for sure. (laughs) Okay. So I'm curious that first night, how far, like, did you cut it off before things went too far or did things go like all the way? No, no, we, we we did all the, all the way. Yeah. (laughs) So, and to, to be honest, they, to this day are still some of our best friends. So we, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily regret the day. Right, or the right. Situation. It wasn't like a hard, it, it's it, not like a horrible memory for you. No, 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 no. It was just it's awkward. Just to what we, to where we are now. But, it, you know, we learned a lot that day um, about what we like and don't like. Okay. So D, let me ask you. So this was now prior to this day, stumbling into this club for the first time. Had you guys ever even had a single conversation about, you know, whether it was a, hey, you know, fantasies, a threesome, or, or you never even had those kind of talks prior to this night? We, um, uh, we went to the strip club uh, a few times. Uh, we have had talks, but it mostly involved about um, things that I've experienced in my past, things that she experienced in her past. Um, finding out that, you know, she liked girls as well. Um, so, you know, there was, we had a very open dialogue, um, when it came to, you know, sexual, um, escapades, I would say, but, um, not to this extent. No. Okay. So that night things go all the way. You get back home, like the night is over and you get back home. Like one of the things that I'm fond of saying is, no matter what happens, there's always a day after, you know? Right. And you're going to have to deal with that day after. Um, right. So what was that day after like for you guys? Like, do you remember what the conversations were, you know, and let me back up a little yeah. bit because this goes back to that night. So you're watching yeah. the woman that you love, the woman who I'm guessing at this point had pretty much changed your whole perspective on life because you say you came out of a situation and, you know, you weren't at your best when you met her. And then you meet right. this fantastic woman and she, you know, she makes you believe in love again and second chances. And she, you know, she totally changes your life. And here you are watching her with another man. Did you experience any jealousy at all? Did you like what you were seeing? Like, what do you remember feeling in that moment watching this woman who at this point is everything to you being touched and kissed and fondled by another man? Absolute jealousy. Um, You know, before I met C, you know, I was probably a fairly jealous person, I I think, believe it or not. Um, And, you know, and it, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen know there's a difference between going to a bar and someone hitting on your girlfriend versus being in a lifestyle club. Um, 
And, you know, at that point prior, all I knew about was going into clubs and having guys hit on your, right, your right. Yeah. That's just like harmless flirting. You know, you know, that right. they're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> so my first reaction was jealousy. Um, but, you know, talking about the next day, one of the things that has made this possible for the two of us, and, and one of the p- things I tell people all the time, the most important thing, if you're ever going to do this, is communication. Absolutely. If you don't talk about what you liked and what you didn't like um, and and understand you, your partner's feelings, then don't even bother getting involved in it. And, you know, we had the conversation the next day and I told her how I felt. I told her how, you know, we were in the club. I enjoyed all the the attention she was getting when we were there that night. I enjoyed it a little bit as well. But then at when it became reality, something inside of me just it, it was new. It's not it's not normal. It's not something you're used to. So, you know, like I told her that day, the next day, I wasn't dead against trying it again. Um but I just wanted to have some kind of rules in place where, you know, we, it's okay to do this, but not that it's, it's, um, and have a, uh, a sign or something. So if I'm not enjoying myself, or I'm uncomfortable and I give it to you that we stop right there. Right. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this in this, in, in, all, in all honesty, the level of uncomfort that you were feeling as well as your jealousy do you think any of it had anything to do with the fact that she was the one getting all of the attention? Um, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Yep. Um, I also think that part of it was I was so nervous that I couldn't uh, perform like I wanted to. And so I think, I think the two of them together kind of uh, is what did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually sounds like three things. There's the natural jealousy of seeing this right. man, you know, seeing your, you know, your woman in the arms of another man. And then there's the jealousy at, oh, well, she's getting all the attention. What am I, chopped liver, you know, kind yep. of thing. And then there's the, I guess, the, the frustration at yourself for not being able to, pardon the pun, rise to the occasion. Um, Absolutely. So there's definitely a lot there you know, that, that you were dealing with. And I guess on top of that, another layer is, you know, maybe a slight frustration with her because she's not really noticing any of this, you know? Right. Like you said, she had, you know, she had a little bit to drink. Right. So she was, she was kind of off in her own zone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's right. almost Pretty like, much. it's almost like you're kind of standing outside the house, looking at everything through the window you know, not, right. not really in, involved in it. Now, did you get involved at all throughout the night or did you, were you pretty much just a bystander the entire night? No, I mean, I, I got involved. I did, you know, I, I, I play, you know, we had, we had fun. Um, I just couldn't do what I wanted to do, which is, you know, part of the frustration, I right. think. So, I mean, at that point, the only natural thing was for her to, you know, turn to and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me smalls <laughs> um, don't worry about it don't worry about it um okay so let's go to the the day after so you're you're setting up now that you've been through it you're kind of setting up parameters 
you know, and okay, these are going to be our signs. These are going to be our signals. This is what's allowed. This is what's not allowed. So kind of give right. me an idea, you know, because couples always start with rules, you know, especially in the beginning. And when I what think are some of the rules that you can remember saying like, okay, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. No. Like what were some of your early rules that you had? So um, it sounds actually so funny now that I think back to what they were. Well, you know, we all got to start somewhere, man. Don't worry um, about it. No, like uh, overly kissing. Like it, you know, I didn't care a little bit here and there, but no heavy kissing. Um, no overly romantic gestures, no cuddling, no, uh, it was just like things like that nature, mm-hmm. um, that, that bothered me. Um, intimacy. yeah, it, it, yeah. The intimacy, the intimacy part of it was the, was the part that I think that bothered me. Okay. Now for you, see, when you guys are having this talk, did you have any rules? Like were there things that you had no interest in seeing him do at that point in your journey? No, not really. We really hadn't reached that point yet. We were still in the very beginning and only had just the the one experience and the, you know, the very few experiences uh, before that, that we had without each other. So for me, I didn't, I didn't have anything right off the bat, but I eventually had the same feelings. You know, there was another couple early in our, in our lifestyle uh, life that, she gave me that jealousy when I saw her with him. So I, I you know, full circle, I, right. I was there probably a year later and I was like, Oh, I totally get it now. <laughs> <laughs> like now it all makes sense. Okay. So yeah. let me, let me pause you guys right there and kind of go back a little bit before you met. Cause obviously now you're together and you've kind of opened this door, you've opened Pandora's box and all of these possibilities are now before you and you have the freedom to kind of explore these things. What was your sex life, sexual attitudes like? What, how did, how were things for you in your own individual relationships before you met each other? See, why don't you go first? Terrible. He's laughing because (laughs) uh, so I was twenty five when I met him, and the the guy that I was with for six years before that. So basically, my entire twenties, all of my twenties. Um, he would not have sex with me and it gave me a real mental complex. I was also abused as a child. So I have, you know, that I survived that. So, but that underlying, you know, uh, self worth issue that I work on daily on top of the fact that my boyfriend slash fiance doesn't want to have sex with me, no matter how hard I try dress up come to bed, beg, he tells me he has a headache, he's stressed out, whatever, like, there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, fast forward to the day I meet D and having this an instant connection of someone making me feel sexy without, he wasn't hitting on me, he wasn't being inappropriate, there was just something there, like the way he paid attention to me. So, I came from a very broken place and, you know, we, uh, I tell him all the time he saved me. He totally saved me. I had no idea how how sexy I was. <laughs> no, it's 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 a beautiful thing when someone makes us feel worthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um not just sexy, but just worth it, worth the effort, worth the time, worth love, you know, everything. 
Um, so for you, D, what were, what were your experiences prior to meeting C? Like from, um, a, from a sexual standpoint, like what were your views on sex? How did you look at sex? I've always had that curiosity of uh, out of the box type of things. You know, unfortunately, you know, my relationship that I was in um, didn't really, uh, you know, we talked about it, but didn't really want to be involved in any of that stuff. So, uh, you know, was it as bad as what, what C was going through? No. Um, you know, but, uh, it wasn't the greatest either. It, you know, um, I think that, um, I wanted more than what, what was going on. I mean, was the communication there? Or were you even lacking in the communication? Like, were you at least able to talk about what you wanted or you didn't even really have that kind of freedom? We tried talking about it, um, but, you know, it wasn't like I can communicate, you know, to see with it. It was very difficult. It was, um, it changed every day depending on the mood or the swing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, there was uh, infidelity on her part more than once, so that kind of soured towards the end, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, so not not the greatest. Okay, okay. I just wanted to kind of give my listeners a little you know, background as far as where you guys were were coming from entering this. Okay, so mm -hmm. you have your first experience. Didn't really go as planned, but it wasn't horrible. You know, nobody, it didn't turn you off to everything. You just said, okay, if we're going to do this, we kind of need to have some, you know, some some rules, some guidelines right. here. So how long did it take you to have your second experience, and was it with the same couple? Um, so the second experience, I would probably say a couple of months, uh, no, it wasn't the same, but believe it or not, I think it was worse than the first <laughs> We, uh, fair share. we, we, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, after the first two that we had for us to keep going was amazing. Um, <laughs> we met a, we met a couple at the same place. Um, very good looking couple, young couple. And, you know, we went back, you know, together and um, everything was going really good. And as soon as her boyfriend put uh, his hands on C, it was like someone turned a switch on this girl and she, the horns came out. She started flipping out, screaming. Oh, okay. So it was, okay, I got you. So, so she I'm wasn't like, prepared for it. Finally, this is going good. And, <laughs> and uh, we literally grabbed our clothes and ran out of the, the place. <laughs> Smart so, move. Smart move. That, that was our second experience. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't anything that you guys did. It was just the way that, that, that she handled it. Correct. Yes. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. now. Uh, C said earlier that it was maybe like a year or so later where the tables kind of got turned and she felt jealousy. Right. Did you have successful experiences with couples prior to that? Or was that like one of your next experiences where she, where that, where it came the opportunity for her to feel that jealousy? Those were the last of the bad experiences. Um, you know, we, after that next year met, at least three couples um, that were amazing that are still some of our best friends today. Um, 
you know, and, you know, we got kind of close to, uh, to a, a few of them. There was, there was just one girl that, you know, her and I just had this, um, connection and it wasn't, you know, going anywhere outside of our relationship. Right. It was the two of us got along very well. Um, and that's where, um, I think C's first experience, um, seeing me really, uh, enjoy and have a great relationship with another person other than her, um, the, the jealousy started to creep in a little bit. Okay. So see, I want to kind of point this back to you. So prior to that happening, you had seen D fucking other women and that didn't cause any kind of problem with you. Correct. No, yeah, that was not an issue ever. Um, I, I enjoyed watching that actually that turned me on. That was something we were able to communicate with each other. And, um, you know, I liked watching that. So it wasn't him, fucking someone that made me jealous it was seeing this something else this connection between like she was laughing she was laughing at all his jokes and everything (laughs) kind of like hold up wait a minute (laughs) um to this day they are still some of our best friends Mm -hmm. and there was you know i there was nothing there that i needed to be concerned about and i know that and i knew it then but that feeling that he had i then understood it um i knew i didn't have anything to worry about you know but i then understood what he felt then okay so you kind of get your foot it sounds like you guys got your footing and you kind of found your okay. way and you started having these really really fun experiences and swinging and, and, and making these you know lifelong friends that you still have to this day. So yeah. when, and I'll ask you the, when did that transition start to happen? When did it go from, Hey, let's find a couple to, you know what, let's just find a guy for you. Um, so we have a, a couple that, you know, we're still very close with today. Um, he called me one day, and he was telling me about how a couple of friends of his came over and, to his house and were going to have sex with his wife. Mm-hmm. And where are you? He goes, oh, I'm driving around in my truck. I'm like, why? Why aren't you there? Why, why would you, you know, why do you want to, why do you want to do that? He goes, oh, you know, you should try it. You'll enjoy it. And I was dead set against it, actually. I'm like, no, I want to be the one who's having fun and enjoying myself. Um, I said, I don't think that I would like that. And, you know, he, he went on afterwards, he called me back and he told me how exciting it was. And, you know, he just kept telling me all the time, you know, try it once, you know, once you try it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna want to do anything else again. Um, so I kind of ignored it. I really didn't listen to it. Um, the club that we go to, there was a gentleman that, you know, we had talked to a um, very nice person. Uh, we went out a couple of times, uh, hung out. And finally, I went, you know, to see and I said, you know, I'm, I'm curious now. Mm-hmm. Now, fuck my curiosity. Um, and if there's anybody that, you know, I would want to do this with, it would be him. So the same guy that told you about it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Sorry. Um, there was a, another guy that we just knew from being at the club. Right, right. I got you. A uh, single guy that used to go to the club all the time. Uh, we, like I said, and you know, we went out to 
for drinks one evening, the three of us. And I really liked him. I, I thought he was a nice guy. I felt comfortable with him. So that's after that drink. I mean, nothing happened that night. We went back and, and had a discussion. And, uh, and that's when we decided we were going to give it a shot. So when you went back and had that discussion, was that your first time bringing it up to see that, hey, I've been kind of toying with the idea of you playing, not us playing with a couple, but you just playing with a single guy? Was that the first time you had brought it up to her? No, I, we, you know, I discussed, you know, we talk about everything. We're, right. we're an open book. So when, when my friend um, said that to me, you know, she was either there within hearing distance or I discussed it with her afterwards. I can't remember which one. And we had discussed it. Um, I think I was more into trying it than she was to start out with. Okay, let me. Let me pause you right there for a second. So see, he brings this up and he feels that, that he was into the idea more than you were. So I will ask you the question that I asked him earlier, as far as real feelings, was that the impression that you wanted to give? Meaning you didn't want him to think that you wanted it as much as he did, or did you really and truly not have any interest in it in the beginning? I feel like there's so many layers to that um, for for the woman, especially the first time. So there is that layer of, I don't want to seem too anxious to have sex right. with another guy, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So you have to sell it. You know, you want to sell it like, well, I don't know if I should, because you know, like right. you said, you don't want to yeah. jump at the first chance. But I'm saying <laughs> you guys have way. been together long enough now and, you know, you've got this family and you're yeah. solid. So I'm asking you, were you being... A hundred percent honest. Like, did you like the idea, but no, but being aware enough to say, I, I got to undersell it. Like, let me act like I'm not as into it, but were you really feeling it more than you let on? I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think I personally knew that there was a lot to it and okay. I like, I'm open-minded about it. It sounds fun. It sounds exciting. We've done all this other fun stuff. Let's try it. As long as you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Let's make sure I'm not going to do anything wrong. Let's really talk about it. Let's. And honestly, it 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 was a tough first time for me because I spent most of the time worrying about how he was doing than rather than actually enjoying myself. So how long after this initial, you know, you, you meet the guy for a drink and you kind of pick out, okay, this is going, if we're going to do this, it's going to be with this guy. How much time passed between that initial drink and when the night actually happened? Like roughly, you don't have to be exact, but roughly. Probably a week or two, not, not long, not long. Okay. And your first time, I mean, from listening to it, the way that uh, Dee's friend suggested it to him, was your first time with Dee not there at all? No, he was there. Oh, okay. He was definitely there. That was one thing that um, he really absolutely knew that he wanted to be there. That was no question. And I felt more comfortable that way too. Um, so he was there, but um, you know, it's, it, it's still, you can't help but worry about, well, is he, is he okay? Is he okay with this? Like right. you want to do a little time out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of eye contact. You're trying to see what his eyes are saying. <laughs> okay, so for you, D, it almost seems like the the roles are reversed in the sense of your very first swinging experience. She seemed to be having more fun than you were. And, I, and, I, I'm sorry, yep. go ahead. 
I I actually um, really enjoyed it the first time right out of the gate. Yeah, and that's 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 what I was getting at. Like the first swinging experience, it was her having more fun than you were. Like you were kind of the uncomfortable one in the moment. Right. And then this time, even though it's funny because she's still getting the attention, but now you're having more fun because like she's all in her head, you know. Right. Whereas you, right. you're watching it and enjoying it. And like, this is like, I'm, I'm sure at that moment you were like, wow, he was right. <laughs> you know, this is, this is incredible. Um, so what do you remember feeling in, in, in those moments? You're sitting there, you're, you're watching the woman that you love and she's with this guy. There's no other woman for you. In other words, there's none of that anxiety of you having to perform or you, you know, you right. don't want to make this woman feel rejected or you don't want to feel like, you know, you don't want her to feel like, you know, your lack of enthusiasm has anything to do with her. So you don't, you're not in your head about any of that stuff. It's just you right. enjoying your woman in the throes of passion. So what was that like for you to see it for the first time? Did something click like right away? Like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. I, I kept hearing my friend's voice in the back of my head saying, don't try it. You'll, you're going to like it. And, um, and he was absolutely right. And, you know, at this point, um, I didn't have that anxiety like I had before. So that was never the issue. But what I've always found, even when we were with couples and to the point where I've actually gotten in trouble a couple of times, you know, I've always, I'm always watching her. I enjoy watching her to the point where, you know, the person I'm with grabs my head and just kind of spins it and says, right. Hey, you know, I'm here. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so that first time, I mean, we couldn't have picked a better person to uh, enjoy the first time with. He was a, a true gentleman. He, you know, experienced. Um, he knew it was our first time and he really played to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I enjoyed not having to worry about paying attention to somebody else and making sure that someone else um, was taken care of. I mean, it sounds it is. It's very selfish on oh, my part. Oh no, it makes perfect sense, though. Um, yeah, I just. It was the very first time where I just said, "Wow, this is this is amazing." It's like I I can relax. I can sit back. Yeah, all you and, were missing was the popcorn. Yeah, well, I was with yeah <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so again, there's always a day after. But yeah. after this experience is over, even before you get to the next day, what was like, did you, did you have sex with her yourself after he left or while he was still there? Like how long was it before you had her after I that was, first experience? I was going to say, I mean, after the most amazing sex I ever had in my life, um, right after he left. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it, it, I, I compare it to being like, you know, a kid when he gets something brand new again and you get those, the butterflies in your stomach and you, you know, it was kind of like that. It was just once she was done, I don't want to call it a jealousy, but just that feeling of like, all right, I need to, I need to take her now. I need right. to, and, uh, the, the sex was just out of this world. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. And it, I mean, it was, it was a completely positive experience all the way around for me. Right. Okay. So see, you said, you know, when everything was going on, 
you were kind of in your head a little bit, you know, obviously, you know, you're wanting to make sure that, that he's having a good time and that he's with it and he's not getting upset or anything. So it was, it was kind of hard for you to be in the moment. So yeah. after the experience with that first guy is over and you're with D again and you guys kind of start going at it, could you feel a difference in his energy? Oh, a hundred percent for sure. That reconnection, uh, first time, the the next time and every time is always our favorite. It, it really is the, it's the dessert of the entire meal mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we loved it then. We love it now. It's our favorite part. Okay. So the next day you guys are communicating, you're talking and, and, and from him, he had a fantastic time. Like I'm sure in his mind, the evening was perfect. Um, but for you, you then have to convey to him that there were things that you were still kind of struggling with. How did you guys work through that? Like you being in a place where you knew he was okay. Or did that night show you that he loved it? Like, was that, was his energy towards you that night enough to convince you that, oh, I didn't have anything to worry about? Maybe, uh, I would say 80% the first night. And the other 20% of my surety took 10 years, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I, there's always a little something in the back of my mind. And I won't say, I won't generalize it and say, you know, all of us women who do this, because I found that we are all very different. Mm-hmm. But personally, there's always this little voice in my head worried about him. And is he 100% okay? And it took a long time up until just very recently, for me to 100% let go of that and know that we are good. Um, it took it took a long time for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Last- Dee. I would say within the last year. Okay. She finally let go. Okay. So all of this happened before you got married, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you now have this new lane that you're in, which is him just watching you. Did you ever, did you still continue to go over to the couple swap lane or did you, did you firmly say, look, this is what we like. It works for us this is the lane that we're going to stay in. No, yeah, we, we, we definitely mixed it up still. Okay. Okay. Now I'm just kind of curious. What was that conversation like when you went back to your friend and told him that you did it? Oh, I, he's like, he's like a brother to me. He just laughed at me and, you know, like a, like a brother would, I told you so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and uh, he was, he was right. And, you know, when we have that kind of relationship that when he says something to me, I'm going to take it, you know, for a gospel and, 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 uh, I trust him. So that's why I gave it a shot and, and God, I, I, I I'm so glad I did it. because. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you when, cause you say you mix it up. Whenever you do go, go back over into the, the couple swap lane, do you find yourself missing it? Like, do you find yourself saying like, man, I wish I could just sit back and watch, or are you comfortable enough where even if you're with another woman, you will still just sit back and watch? Um, there is only a, a, a couple of couples that, that I am 
I, 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 we play with that, you know, I know uh, I'm having a great time. And I, I even know that if I look at her, they're not going to mind because they feel the same way uh, where, you know, we're all on the same, on the same plane. Right. Uh, so, uh, so we have that, we have those, those few couples that we still continue to, to have uh, a, a play time with. But uh, lately it seems like it's, it's more and more um, with the single men. Um, okay. I mean, we'd love, we'd love the single woman occasionally, but they're unicorns for a reason. Right. They're right. Very hard to- <laughs> okay. So I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is say, for example, I mean, you guys have been to, to hotel parties before. So when did it get to the point where you have two hotel parties? One is couples only. The other is single male friendly. Like, when did it get to the point where you said, hey, we're going to the single male friendly party? Like, same night, you know, hotels right across the street from each other. When did it get to the point where you were like, okay, this is the party that we want to go to, where that was your preference? Because it sounds like what you're saying is you still go back in the other lane but you have a very defined set of couples that you do that with. Like the days of, Hey, let's go out and find a couple. It sounds like those are pretty much gone. <laughs> you know, I, I say within the last year within, uh, well, I mean, no, you know, maybe, maybe I was going to say maybe a year and a half to two years. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You, you gotta, that whole COVID time in there kind of like yeah time. yeah that no that, that 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 definitely that definitely uh, throws things yeah. off okay yeah. so you're saying that within the last two years is when you've really started to develop a preference for the single male aspect of it like you really dove more into the the hot wifing side of things yeah, yeah. yep okay Absolutely. so I know that that's not the end of your evolution so how did the interest in in cuckolding come about well first off you know when we started doing this michael as you know we've chatted before right we didn't know what to call it right um and it wasn't until we started to listen to your podcast that we even knew what uh, a hot wife a stag a cuckold any of that was so it was nice when you kind of could define it. So we started out, you know, as a hot wife uh, couple and really enjoyed that for the longest time um, where, you know, I basically just wanted to be in the room, sit down in my chair um, and watch her. I mean, yes, I would get involved a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I would sit back and just enjoy watching. and then. You know, after a while, uh, I kind of wanted to hear her talk more and uh, be more vocal. And then again, you know, listening to you. And I think one of the things that and people don't understand is that cuckold doesn't necessarily mean that you have to degrade somebody. Absolutely. Or, There's a lot of know, different uh, variations to it and a lot of levels to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't. You know, I was interested in certain things and didn't realize it was cuckolding again until I started listening to your your podcast and and realized that you know I want my wife to tell me how much she's enjoying herself, um, what she likes about it. I wanted to be very vocal about it to me, mm-hmm. not necessarily you know 
uh, putting me down, but just being vocal about how much she's enjoying herself. Right. Which, you know, again, you know, if I don't think a lot of people realize that that's a form of cuckold. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, like I said, that's the, 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 the beauty of it is there's all of these different hues and shades of gray to it. You know, it's not like on or off, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot in this playground, you know, there are a lot of toys and things to play with, oh. you know, so when you not, cause you know, you're one of the few couples that you've experienced all three, you know, yes. so in your own words, like how would you contrast them to each other? Like the way that they make you feel in a way that they make you kind of see her, like, how does it, how do those three things, those three different areas look from your perspective? Well, I think, you know, when you, especially when you go from say hot wife to cuckold, I, I think, you know, hot wife, uh, being hot wifing, uh, doing hot wifing is fun when you want to just sit back and relax. But I think the most honesty, um, you can have is in a cuckold relationship because to me her verbalizing how much fun she's having or how much she's enjoying herself i think that just opens such a huge dynamic between each other uh because not only can i physically see what's going on but she's telling me it right um, i think that comes down to trust like you said it was very <laughs> difficult because she was wondering, yeah, yeah. you know. No, he's fine. He's fine. Like I said, I just, he, he, I got my work uh, cut out for me. <laughs> I, was I was doing so good. No, no, you were um, on a roll. You were on a roll. <laughs> but, but I think it's, you know, uh, C will tell you that, you know, she had a hard time opening up and, and she still struggles with it a little bit. But the more she opens up, um, the more verbal she is, the more we communicate while this is going on. Uh, the more honesty it is, the more exciting it is. Okay. Now, same question, but for you, see, what is it, what was, what has this transition been like from your perspective? Like what things did you take to rather quickly? What things did you struggle with? What things do you still struggle with? Cause that there are other women out there that are going through the same thing. So I know that they're, they're, they're getting closer to the speakers now because they want to hear what you have to say on this. <laughs> uh, well, as, he said, I still struggle being verbal. It's something I've always struggled with, but I feel like I've definitely gotten better. But it took work. It took confidence in myself um, because you do, even though you're not degrading your man, you feel a little like you're degrading your man when right. someone else giving it to you and you're looking him in the eye and telling him how good that is. There's something just in your brain that feels like you're hurting him. So it takes time to get over that puddle, I guess. Um, but I, that's something I continue to struggle with, but I'm very proud. Strides I've made. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know. I think um, once I fully felt his comfort level, knowing he really wanted me to enjoy myself, really letting myself go, to enjoy another man the pleasure that someone was bringing me you know that was that was the the funnest part of really getting into the groove of of that um 
because again, it was hard for me to understand that it was about me Mm -hmm. very often as the woman in the dynamic, you know, you're all dressed up and your hair and makeup's all done and you want to make sure you look amazing. And you're always thinking about how you like what you're bringing to the table, how you're pleasing the people in the, the dynamic. So to be able to turn that around to hold up, this is about me right now. I'm going to enjoy this moment. This was given to me by the man I love. He brought this you know, for me, this is something that I should stop and really enjoy. It, it that's uh, you know that's something that takes some time too. But I, I, I that's my favorite part. <laughs> okay. Now, one of the things I'm curious about is, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but for every encounter that you've had with a man, has D always been there? Do you want to take that? Um. I've been there for 99.9% of them. <laughs> so you only had one, ra- one you only had one rain date. <laughs> there was um, two occasions that I wasn't there uh, physically, but either video or, um, or I could oh. hear on the phone. Yeah. Now, did you, was it something that you enjoyed or was it something that, okay, that was fun, but I don't want to do that again. Like, like the, how, how did you feel about that? Cause it's a totally different dynamic when you're not there. Right. The first one, I felt like I was back that day. The very first time we played with a couple, right. Um, very jealous, uh, didn't really care for it too much. And I think that's because the first one, it was just, um, I could just hear, I couldn't see what was going on. Um, I think if I could have seen what was going on, I would have been a hundred percent more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the fact that all I could do was hear, um, I think bothered me a little bit. And I think part of that is me worrying about her, um, you know, more than anything. I think that was part of it, but, uh, a little jealousy too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, the first time was a little tough. Okay, so the second time you were able to watch, so you were able to kind of see everything that's going on. So for you, it sounds like the key is being able to see. So you don't, because if not, if you can't see, your mind is fucking with you. Right, right. Uh, I because and 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 quite honestly, that's what I get out of it. I enjoy watching her. Right. So if I can't see her, then it's almost like, well, why bother? I, I you know, I know some people like. Right. No, it's you know, different for everybody. You know, there's a where people want their wife to come home and describe it to them. And, and that's great. I mean, I, you know, everybody has their ways of doing it, but for me, uh, I need to, I need to be able to see at least. So I'm good if she wants to go out and can, you know, put the phone up and let me watch. Um, but yeah, the, to, to, to not be able to hear or, or not to not to be able to see, I mean, yeah, that's still still an issue for me. Okay, no, and that's fair enough. And I, I I appreciate your honesty, you know, on telling my listeners that that's something that you that you struggle with, you know, because they're yeah. you're not the only one, you know, you're not the only right. one. So it, it it helps people out there to know that they're not the only ones, you know, that you can still have this, even though there are certain components to it that that still cause you you know, a, a little bit of trouble. Um, right. 
The other thing that I would, we- I'd like to bring up, and it, it comes up in, in some interviews, not all of them, but I know through our conversations that I don't know when it started, but I know that C has developed a taste for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> when- and that was intentional. You said that was what? Unintentional. How long ago did that start for you guys? So let me take this one. Okay, um, please do. That, <laughs> that was about a year and a half, two years ago. So um, the the single male thing has been more like three, three and a half years. But um, about a year and a half, two years ago, we met uh, a great single male at our lifestyle club who was black. And I never you know, said, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to have sex with black men. It was just something I had never done before. Right. Um, and I also, um, you know, I hated the, I hated the, like one girl said to me, Oh God, I don't, I can't, I can't do black guys. Like I'm, uh, I'm not into black guys. And like, it just, it felt like such a racist comment to me to say like one or the other, like I'm into white guys or black guys or Spanish guys to be into someone because of their race to me just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, it was never about the color of his skin, but he, he immediately won me over because he knew exactly what he was doing. He was, he was well-educated in, uh, you know, what a single male should be in this lifestyle for a hot wife couple or, you know, or any, any kind of this dynamic. Right. He was well-versed. Yeah. I felt totally safe and comfortable, um, and had this amazing experience with him. And, and that's just how it started. Our first, uh, single male also, he was, uh, half black, as well. So it, it just started in, became a pattern by accident, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but here we are now a few years later and I have a, you know, a couple of my favorite single males and they are all black males. They mm-hmm. are all, they are all my favorite. They all handle themselves uh, in a way that I feel they deserve to continue to come back. Okay. Now for you, D. When you, because, you know, obviously we, you know, we all say that there's a difference and, 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 you know, and, you know, you don't see color and it's not about race. And I completely agree with that, but there are Mm -hmm. some things that kind of come with the territory and especially for someone like you who is so visual, right? The visual of that is very powerful if only for just the contrast aspect of it, because you can clearly see where she ends and he begins and where he ends and she begins. It's it's like, it's like looking at a black and white picture where everything is so clearly defined. And it's like every, like the, the, the picture is so much sharper, you know, and you're literally colorblind like I am. So, (laughs) right. So for someone that is so visual, I'm just kind of curious as what that was like from your perspective to see it for the first time. You know, honestly, I mean, I, I think the visual is amazing, but really what did it for me was the personalities of, of these guys. Um, you know, like she said, you know, she had an immediate connection, but also when I sat down 
and, and talked to them. I had a, a great relationship with them. I, I enjoyed uh, having a conversation with them. They, they, they knew how to not only you know, engage her, but they also knew how to engage me. Um, so I think that was the initial part of it where, you know, and, and I don't want to say that it's, uh, you know, white guys can or can't, but it just seemed like these guys were so much easier to, to, uh, have a conversation with and, right. and talk to. And, uh, it was really fun and it was really loose. And, and then when you get down to it and you see that, that dynamic between black and white, it, you're right. I mean, it is, it is absolutely, uh, it's like watching art. Yeah. You know? and that's a beautiful way to put it. So right. listening to you and kind of sum it up, it felt more inclusive. Like you felt more a part of it as opposed to being like the bystander. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they, it's, they, these guys now, you know, they knew how to open her up to get her to uh be more vocal um i mean just in every way they they knew what they were doing okay so before i wrap this up i want to kind of get to 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 one question for you guys because you're on this this constant evolution in this lifestyle uh is there anything that you guys have left on your on your sexual uh bucket list oh god <laughs> We add you know, stuff I, to it every. <laughs> well, you don't have to give me the list. Just one one example for each of you, I would say. But, but I mean, I I think for us, Mike, like you and I talked about, you know, before. Um, I think we're always evolving, and I think one of the things I never want to do is be satisfied as to where we are. I think pushing the limits, you know, to a degree is what's exciting in this. You know, you do anything for. Uh, you know, a long period of time after a while, it starts to diminish a little bit. So, you know, I think for, for me on my end, um, I, I, I want to, you know, get more involved in the, in the cuckold. Uh, I'd love to get her more vocal. Um, and like she said, it's a, it's a work in progress. So hopefully, um, you know, we get there. Uh, I, I like, her to have that confidence where she could walk up to somebody in a bar or a supermarket and start up a conversation and say, Hey, you know, I'm a hot wife or a, or a lifestyle girl. So I, I think that's the next step for us. Um, confidence, um, you know, just evolving in that area. Okay. So what about, uh, you see, how would you respond to that same question? I think, um, just like he said, just continuing to build the confidence that we have in our, in our lifestyle and what we do and, um, being in that place where we can have those conversations where we can, you know, open up more and say, okay, uh, you know, I want to try this. I'm not sure if, if I'll like it, but I want to try it. And I feel safe enough with you or with this person to let's give it a shot and then talk about it, you know? So to never really, like he said, never really say never, never be done. Um, you know, we always, we always say, you can't judge anyone. You don't know to don't knock it till you try it. You know, you really don't know if you like something until you try it. So many years ago, we never, ever saw ourselves here and what we do now. We, I, if, if you told me, you know, 
14, 15 years ago that uh, I would I would enjoy having sex with one or two very hung black men while my husband watched and telling him how good that felt while he sat in the corner. Um, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> so, so never to never put that that top on it and say no, I, I I won't do that. You know, just to keep an open mind about the lifestyle. Well, one I, thing that I, I'm sorry, go ahead, D. Well, I was going to say another thing that we have um, started to a little bit, but it really at the tip is the whole you know dominance. Um, you know, having a a, a a male come in who's really dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's we've we've been involved a little bit of it, but literally just the tip. So that's a whole nother area of, of you know that we could kind of go into. No, it's 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 like listening to your journey. You know, you came through one door and you kind of, you know, you you got the tour of that room and you kind of walked around in it. And then another door opened. And so you walk through that door and you kind of, you know, and the rooms keep getting bigger. You know, and you kind of, you know, you kind of played around in that room and now you're opening up this last door, you know, kind of going through the cuckold door. And it's like, it's this, it's a huge room, <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. like the, there's so much to explore here, you know? Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I said to you guys, you know, people who listen to me know that I'm always kind of preaching about connecting with other couples you know, in the lifestyle, because even though you may have good friends that are swingers, if they don't play this way, sometimes there can be a little disconnect because the husbands, because the husbands don't really understand you, you know, the husbands look at you like, what do you mean you don't play? You know, you mean you just sit there and watch, you know, so there's a, a, a little bit of disconnect there. So it's always nice when you can be around people who understand exactly what you're feeling, understand exactly what you're going through. And the reason why I bring it up, like I said in the beginning, you know, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting you guys and, you know, we had dinner and everything. And I know the effect that you guys had on the couple that I introduced you to, you know, like their dynamic went to another level after meeting you when they saw how you guys were together and how you were comfortable exploring. And even though, because if you remember that night, you know, and this is something that could only happen at a cuckold gathering, you know, <laughs> he had a cage, you know, the other couple had, you know, the, the husband had a cage that he hadn't used. And so right. that was your first time experiencing, you know, putting a cage on. And, right. and I remember you messed it up the first time and it just fell off. And, but that was funny. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but them seeing, how comfortable you guys were at trying something new, it impacted them, you know, you and know, it I, got, it got them to say, you know what, let's go for it. You know? And I just I, thought that that was a beautiful thing. I think that's the amazing thing about this. You know, there may be people out there who judge, you know, like to judge people, but uh, you invited us to someone's home that day. Uh, we met you for the first time. We've, we've had plenty of conversations, but met you for the first time. And when we walked in there, we felt like, you know, everybody in that room we've been friends with for a while. And, and that couple made us feel so comfortable. Like you said, he ran upstairs, he grabbed that, he brought it out. Um, It's amazing that you can meet people for the first time like that and they can make you feel so welcomed and, 
and uh, and we really we really had a great time. So they affected us as much as you know we may have affected them. No, it's it's a it's 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 a it's a wonderful thing, and um, I always try to kind of keep my eye on the, on the time, so I don't want things to run too long. But I, I know that I definitely would like to have you guys back. Um, I want to thank you both for you know for coming on and kind of opening up and letting me be nosy you know and and, you. and and kind of letting my listeners you know in on your journey i mean it's a it's a wonderful story and i know that you know the the best is yet to come so i'm i'm really curious to you know to kind of sit back and be a fly on the wall and and kind of see you know how your evolution continues in this i mean it it's a, it's a beautiful lifestyle and you know I love the story of, of how you guys got here and, you know, it's like you have all of this experience in the lifestyle, but yet you're still new to this particular aspect of it. So it's like you said, it's like a new toy all over again, you know, right. and, you, and you have, you know, there's no time to get jaded because you have all of these new experiences ahead of you. Right. You know, so, right. uh, you know, I want to thank you guys. You know, I want to thank all my all my listeners out there. Before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to say? Because like I always say, you have people out there who are listening who have not yet made the decision to go in this direction. They're weighing it. They're should we, shouldn't we? Is, you know, you know is it going to be for us? So what would your advice be for those couples who are listening, who are still trying to decide if, if this is for them or not? My, my advice would be, I, I mean, I think that, you know, anything worthwhile takes time. Um, but if you have communication with each other and you can be open with each other, it's going to be the most amazing journey of your life. And you're going to meet the most amazing people you ever met. Um, to this day, our, our, some of our greatest friends, you know, are our lifestyle, our friends, and they'll, they'll be forever friends. And, and, uh, you know, I know when the chips are down, if I ever need anything, they're, they're going to be the first people that come to help out. So yes, yeah, communication is, is the key though. Okay. And what about you, C? Anything you'd like to say before I let you guys get out of yeah. here? I mean, specifically, I'll say again, don't knock it till you try it. We've all been uh, in that situation where we said, you know, that's not for me. I don't want that. I don't like that. And, you know, until you try something, you really don't know. And there were so many things um, on our journey from very beginning to, you know, just last weekend that we continue to try and continue to enjoy with the communication that we have with each other and the, and the, the trust that we have with each other. So don't knock it till you try it. Right. <laughs> well, there you, there you go, folks. The, 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 the utterly fantastic DNC again, thank you guys uh, to my Patreon supporters. Like I always say, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for you guys believing in me and wanting to see me uh, continue doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Um, for those of you who are listening who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I said, hopefully maybe this will be the episode that gets you to say, you know what, we, you know, we like what Michael C. is doing and you know, we want to help out in any way that we can. But even if not, thank you for being a listener. You know, and with that being said, I'm your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anglets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.